Are we live? Are we live? Are we live? Hello and welcome. Five Day with Jay. I'm your host, J.R. Murdoch. One of the things I said I was going to start doing is start telling some stories from way back when I was much, much younger. Many, many moons ago. This story in particular comes from 1987. I had graduated high school that year, 1987. I joined the Navy in August of 1987. Yes, the same year that Cliff Burton died. I joined the Navy. I went to boot camp in 1987. I went to my A school in 87. And then coming into 1988, after I completed my A school for being an electronics warfare technician, they came to our class and said, we have too many of you. I was at the time what was called a push button third. I signed up and upon completing my A school, I became a third class petty officer. No test, no nothing, just boom, I'm now a third class petty officer. That's because the rate that I went into was severely undermanned and they needed people to be electronics warfare technicians and many other rates in the Navy. So they were giving the incentive of allowing people to be what was called a push button third. You graduated at your A school, you got your third class petty officer, you got your, got it right out of A school. And there were a lot of us, there were a lot of us that joined and they came to our class and the class after mine and said, hey, we have too many of you to send out to the fleet. The fleet has way too many third class petty officers. Therefore, since you are third class petty officers, you qualify to be security guards. This was my first time of not getting assigned to a ship. I was assigned to shore duty. I was assigned to three years of my six year hitch to be a security guard, which was fine. I honestly had no desire to go on a boat uh, I had heard horror stories while I was in A school, and it's like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. The Navy was a lifestyle, and it wasn't a lifestyle fit for me. It's not a lifestyle fit for everybody. That's just the thing. I've said this many times. I don't regret my time in the military. I appreciate the people that are able to commit to that time and be in the military, and I appreciate what they do. For me, it wasn't a lifestyle that I could that I could do. My brother, he retired from the Navy. It was a lifestyle fit enough for him. He wanted out earlier on, but he was so close to retirement, he just grit his teeth and finished out his time and, and got his retirement. I was never, I knew I was never gonna make it to retirement. I just knew that. At any rate, I got sent off to security guard school and security guard school is in Lakehurst, New Jersey. Now, if you know anything about the history of Lakehurst, Lakehurst New Jersey, I didn't. I was 18 years old. I didn't know anything about New Jersey. I had never been to New Jersey. So when I got out of my A school, I was in Pensacola, Florida. A group of us piled into one of my buddy's cars. I think there were five or six of us. And we drove from Pensacola, Florida, stopped off in Pennsylvania, and then up to New Jersey. And we wound up going to Lakers, New Jersey. I was stationed there for one month. One month to get all the security guard training I needed to get. I'll tell other stories about the security guard training at another time because I don't believe any of it's sensitive. It's years gone by. 
it's more than 30 years in the past. No one cares about what I learned in security guard school. Hell, people probably don't even care what I learned in EW school, but I don't remember much of what I learned at any rate. So here I am in Lakers, New Jersey. Every day we would leave the barracks and walk across this field in front of these massive, massive hangars. Inside one of the hangars was an entire flight deck for an aircraft carrier. It was impressive, to say the least, and that's where a lot of the aviation folk learned on an actual flight deck what they would be doing once they hit the fleet. It was fascinating. It was fascinating to walk by to meet those folk, see what they're going to learn and go do while we were on our way to our classroom to go learn about all the rules and regulations about being security guards. As we were walking one morning, the, the field was mostly overgrown with grass. It was a Navy base. I tripped over something, and I didn't know what it was. So I'm like, well, that was weird. So I, I start ripping up the grass around this area, and I find a plaque. I found the plaque commemorating the 50th anniversary of the crash of the Hindenburg. I had no clue. I knew about the Hindenburg crash. Growing up in the era I did, it's one of those things you just knew about. To me, it was absolutely fascinating to realize I was standing on a spot of history. Now, I've gone back and I've looked up the plaque. I recommend you do it too. I If you've never seen the footage of the Hindenburg crash or heard the audio, I recommend going and listening to it. Watch the footage. The footage, I had always assumed when the Hindenburg crashed, everybody died. That's not true. I assumed that the little basket that was underneath the Hindenburg was where everybody was. Again, not true. When the Hindenburg crashed, that was the pilot's nest that came down. Along the sides were windows, and you can see people jumping out of those windows even inside of the Hindenburg itself was compartments and other areas for passengers to be. When the Hindenburg footage shows you the Hindenburg crashing and burning and coming down, you see people on the ground, flames all around them, running for their lives. Surprisingly, a lot of people got out of that. I, I was surprised. At any rate, the plaque in question had been put there the year before. It was put there in 1997. Less than a year later, of course, being a Navy base, it's completely overgrown with grass. Now, if you go look at pictures of it online, you will see there's a big chain around it. There's a large cement barrier around it. I don't know if it was put down and everyone just forgot about it or what happened. And this is one of those stories that I've had a lot of people go, ah, that's that's BS. You didn't find that. No, I, I actually did. I thought it was fascinating to find this plaque commemorating the crash of the Hindenburg and, and ripping it up and then standing there and realizing, oh, wait, that's what these gigantic hangar bays were for. They were to house blimps and zeppelins, massive size, large enough to fit an aircraft carrier deck inside. That's how large these hangars were. And you still had space on the sides. That's how massive these hangars were. 
It was fascinating the time I spent in New Jersey and finding that plaque gave me an appreciation for the history of where I was. I'll never forget Lakers, New Jersey. I'll never forget that that's the crash site of the Hindenburg because of the plaque I found. As I said, I, I don't know if it was put down by the Historic Society and forgotten about or because it was a Navy base, no one ever thought, ah, they just felt good putting it down. I don't know at what point in time, they, as I said, they put chain around it and other concrete and they cleared that whole area out. They've got nice landscaping around it now. It looks gorgeous. I thought it was fascinating to go and look at pictures of it recently knowing that a year after it was put down it was overgrown and probably would have been forgotten about and lost for all i know or perhaps people remembered about it and went back later and found it and completely dug it up i, I don't know what happened with it after i'd left this is long long obviously before the internet ever happened but that was a little story of when i was in the navy and stationed in Lakehurst, New Jersey. You don't think of Lakehurst, New Jersey as a Navy base or a place that you're going to find Navy guys, but I have many other stories from that Lakehurst, New Jersey time that I spent there, as well as my other Navy time. As I said, I don't regret my time I spent in the military. I just know once I was out, I was happier being out than I was being in. And that's because it's a, it really is... The military is a lifestyle, and it's not a lifestyle for everybody. Some people need that regimen. They need that someone telling them exactly what to do, where to be, how to dress, what to wear, how to polish their shoes and iron their clothes. Some people need that regimen. They need that structure in their life. For me, I was very much a carefree spirit. I was very much the, I just want to go with the flow. So... To have that imposed upon... I don't know why I went in the military. I honestly don't. Um, but to have that imposed upon me, it didn't hit my personality well. Um, I've got a story about a friend of mine who went into the Navy shortly before I did. And I actually saw him at boot camp. I'll tell a story about him another time, but he was quite a character. He went off to be a cryptographer and to learn Chinese in the Navy which that was his goal. He wanted to be a Chinese translator. He wanted to learn Chinese. Um, he didn't complete his tour of duty in the Navy. And it's pretty fascinating as to what happened with him and how he got out. So again, I'll share that another time. But again, this is Five a Day with Jay. I'm going to tell stories from now on. I'm going to tell stories. Uh, once a week, we'll cover the writing and what I'm doing with writing. But let me know how you like this format. Let me know if it works for you. Do you know about Lakers, New Jersey? Do you know about the Hindenburg crash? Have you ever gone and researched any of this? Uh, maybe I'll link to one or two of the videos I find online down below. You can go check them out. At any rate, it's been five a day with Jay. I've been Jay. You've been awesome.